0: Hey, this is Steve Dirt. Today we're going to read from Luke chapter 16, starting in verse 1 and going to verse 18. Jesus told this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day, a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. So the employer called him in and said, What's this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you are going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches, and I'm too proud to beg. Ah, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, take the bill and quickly change it to 400 gallons. And how much do you owe my employer, he asked the next man. I owe him 1,000 bushels of wheat, was the reply. Here, the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you're faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things on your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who dearly loved their money, heard all this and scoffed at him. Then he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Until John the Baptist, the law of Moses, and the messages of the prophets were your guides. But now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone is eager to get in. But that doesn't mean that the law has lost its force. It's, It's easier for heaven and earth to disappear than the smallest point of God's law to be overturned. For example, a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery. And anyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. All right, so Jesus here um, begins this section by telling a parable and then he goes into some teaching about um, what he tells a parable about. So he tells a parable about a master uh, and a manager, a, a rich man, a master, an owner, and then his manager, his steward, his servant. And uh, and that's all about you know possessions and and such. And then he does some teaching about possessions. And so in that parable, you know, the the essence that we hear see in this story is that there is an owner, there is a master, and this owner, this master has this manager, and the, the, the purpose of the manager is to manage the resources of the master, the purpose of the steward is to steward and uh, invest and faithfully utilize what has been entrusted to him from the owner. And so the resources, the possessions, the money, the property, the stuff is not the manager's stuff. The manager's goal and desire is to work faithfully for the master. And so in this scenario, obviously things don't go well. The the manager, the steward, hasn't been doing a very good job. And so he quickly goes and seeks to be generous. And Jesus uses this kind of radical story to bring out the point um, that we are to use our worldly resources, we are to use the things that we've been entrusted to by God to benefit others. The point is we are to offer generously, uh, to come alongside and serve and help and uh, provide for and bless others with the resources that we've been entrusted by God. Uh, and then Jesus says, you know, then, uh, you know, you're going to make friends doing that. Now, what he's not saying is, you know, you know, kind of uh, hand, you know, hand the, uh, the guy a 50 so you can get the best table in the restaurant kind of a scenario, you know, uh, where you're trying to buy a friend. Uh, what he's talking about here is making friends in heaven. Now, how do you make a friend in heaven? You do so by investing the resources God has entrusted to you. So God's entrusted you resources, and what will you do with it? Will you invest it in the people that God cares about, and in the in the you know, the, the passions that God has and the focuses and the direction that God would have us to use those resources? And so we make friends in heaven when we invest in people, and we invest in people in God's kingdom. And so There's a whole host of young people from South Africa and now Haiti who our faith family uh, gives resources to to be able to go to school each year. We're making friends in heaven. Some of us will never meet those uh, outstanding young people on this side of things. But there will come a day when uh, all that uh, generosity and paying it forward is going to be... um, you know, recognized it is we're we're going to have a friend there who says, you know, thank you for being faithful, and uh, and and they're being faithful too. And so Jesus is talking here about putting our investment in what lasts forever. Because if if we truly are a manager, a steward, and all the stuff we have, and all our possessions and resources and everything, our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our time, even. If all of that is owned by God, the question isn't, what do we want to do with these things? The question is, what does God want to do with these things? Money isn't a possession, it's trust. We've been entrusted resources. And we show ourselves to be faithful or not faithful, honest or dishonest, trusting God or having a scarcity mentality. And if we're faithful with the little he's entrusted to us now, if we trust him, if we are generous now, if we are honest now, if we invest in the things that he's calling on us to invest in here and now, how much more will we experience the true riches of heaven, the true friends that we find, and we will be entrusted with more. Uh, and Jesus says, listen, God's standards are different than our standards. Uh, wealth has the potential to really twist our mind, to mess with us. You know, I, for sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll have this moment where someone, um, you know, maybe it's at Christmas time and someone says, you know, I just want to bless you and your family. You know, here's $100, you know, I'm like, wow, you know. And all of a sudden the first thing that I think of is well $100 what good might God want to do in and through this resource. But as time goes on I had all these plans to help bless this person and this neighbor and this circumstance. All of a sudden I start you know thinking well actually you know I could use it for this and I could use it for this and I could use it for this and pretty soon that $100 is being you know spent you know in eight or nine different places um and none of which now are to help someone else. You know sometimes it just You know, money can twist us up when we lose sight of whose it is. And so Jesus says, remember whose it is and invest it for God's kingdom. And be faithful to God. Be faithful with stuff. Because when you do, you'll be entrusted with much more, even the true riches of heaven. And Jesus is telling this story to his disciples, but he's also challenging some Pharisees. Pharisees typically uh, had some, you know, means. They had some resources. They were on the, the, uh, the upper end of the financial ladder, and so they took offense at all this discussion about being generous and, um, and not worshiping money and not putting all your time and effort into money, um, because it could, you know, sweep you away instead of following God. And so he says, "Listen, you know, you you say that you're you're faithful to God, but the reality is you're not being faithful to God." And there's God's doing something new in me. When Jesus arrives, He's saying, "Listen, you've been following God's word, but here's the thing: God is doing something fresh and new that builds upon Scripture, doesn't wipe it out." Jesus says, "It's not wiping out Scripture. It's not wiping out the Hebrew Scriptures. You know, uh, the Old Testament. It's not wiping that out. It's building upon it. It's it's refreshing it. It's it's bringing something new in Jesus." And then He points out that many of them who claimed to be so faithful to God, had uh, stopped really being committed to God and his word by giving the example of divorce. And that's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, that's a tricky passage that often I'm asked about. But here's the essence of what Jesus is getting at. He's saying, listen, God's desire is that we remain in a faithful, uh, loving marriage relationship. And the, the point of what Jesus is bringing here is when it comes to divorce, Jesus is about protecting the innocent party he's 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 interested in protecting someone who will be vulnerable because back in the time of Jesus divorce was something that a man could do to a woman it wasn't and, and it left the woman vulnerable it left the woman without any um inheritance it left the woman um completely um at risk and Jesus you know says listen um i'm wanting to protect i'm wanting to prevent this kind of vulnerability and at the time of Jesus you could divorce someone uh, for burning your toast you know there was one rabbi who said listen if 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 your wife burns your toast you, you can you can divorce her or if you find a younger more attractive wife you can divorce the wife of your youth and so that was kind of a bit of a attitude at that time and so uh by some people and so jesus is challenging this he's saying no no no! i'm calling for faithfulness i'm calling for faithfulness in in life i'm calling for faithfulness with resources i'm calling for faithfulness to god i'm calling for faithfulness to god's word and to one another and so today for us recognizing that god has entrusted us much relationships uh resources stuff possessions property gifts talents um Do you recognize today that he's the owner and that you're the manager? And so uh, what is God asking you to do with the resources he's entrusted to you? And what will you do about it? Let's pray. God, today we recognize that you are the owner of all. And we thank you for uh, for entrusting us with those resources. And so today, lead us, guide us, show us what you would have us do with what you have given to us. And may we increasingly see ourselves as stewards and managers instead of owners. Set us free. Point out where and how you would like us to use those resources for your glory, that we'd make many friends in heaven and your kingdom would expand. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good one.